Good evening, and welcome to Random Bible Thoughts with Russ. Today, titled, is called Dead Man Walking. This study will be going through Romans 6, 1 through 14. We're dead to sin, walking alive in Christ, or you might say, dead to sin, alive to God. What shall we say then? Are we to continue to sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who have died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ, Jesus, were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we will no longer be enslaved to sin. For the one who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let no sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that may you obey its passions. Do not present your members to the sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will not have dominion over you, since you are not under the law, but under grace. The title of this is Dead Man Walking. You might think of that show, The Walking Dead. Although I've never watched the show, I believe it's about zombies. I'm not talking about zombies. I'm talking about our death to sin, a lifestyle of sin. We walk in the death of sin and are alive in the grace that is received through your death to sin. Time to dig in. Romans 6, 1 through 14. Time to dig into Romans 6, 1 through 14. <clears throat> Romans 6, 1 through 12, 2. What shall we say then? Are we to continue to sin that make grace may abound? By no means. How can we who have died to sin still live in it? What shall we say then? So then, or therefore, in this verse, it's, it's talking about verses prior to it. In the verse prior to this, Romans 5, 12, 20 through 21, it speaks of the law, the Torah, came in and, in and sin increased and grace increased. As sin reigned in death, grace reigned in righteousness, leading to eternal life with Christ. Verse 1 sounds kind of cool. If I continue to live a lifestyle of sin, even though we have supposedly committed to Christ, I'll just give more grace. I'm all good. But the thing is, 
if, and that's a that huge word, if, and there's two sides of it, if you do or if you don't, if you continue to live the lifestyle of sin, then you are not dead to sin. Do you hear that? If you continue to live the lifestyle of sin, then you are not dead to sin. And I want to make a comment here, but I think I have it further down, so I'm going to hold off on that. I'll try and remember it at the end if I do not um, read it. Verse 2, let's talk about continued sin. By no means, by no means, how can we who have died to sin still live in it? By no means. No, you cannot continue to live the lifestyle of sin. Let me clarify why I use the term lifestyle. As Christians, we will slip of the tongue, slip of thought, we will slip. We will sin. As a Christian, you will sin. It, you can't really uh, fight that. We have fleshly bodies here. We have sinful flesh. Uh, scripture all over Scripture talks about not pleasing the desires of our sinful flesh. The battles with sinful flesh. That's why we have an advocate. First John 2, 1. My little children, I am writing these things to you so you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. If Christians didn't slip or sin, then there would be no need for an advocate. In 1 John 2, 1, that's speaking to believers. I tell you this so that you may not sin. But, 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 if you do sin, we have an advocate. An advocate. That's why I use the term lifestyle. If you're living a lifestyle of sin, then more than likely you're probably not saved. Yet, as we continue to grow into the image and knowledge of our Creator, Christ, as Colossians 3.10 tells us, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its Creator, those slips should become less frequent. So, no, we do not continue to live in a lifestyle of sin. Verse 3 and 4. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? I like how the complete Jewish Bible, the CJB, phrases this verse. Instead of baptizes, it uses immerse, and instead of Jesus Christ Jesus, it uses Messiah Yeshua. That's a, that's a great study tool, in my opinion, having a complete Jewish Bible. I use it in conjunction with my ESV. Um, I, just, I like hearing the Hebrew phrases, and it clarifies some words uh, better for me, I believe. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism, immersion, into death, in order that just as Christ Yeshua was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Buried with Christ, baptism by immersion, a complete covering and then raised to walk in a new life that was started when we first became a Christian or commonly called born again. You have died to self and have been born anew in Christ. Baptism also, also identifies our fellowship with Christ. Of Christian baptism, a rite of immersion in water as commanded by Christ by which 
one after confessing his sins and professing his faith hear that again confessing his sins and professing his faith in Christ having been born again by the Holy Spirit under new life identifies publicly with fellowship of Christ in the church here's a footnote and because I repeated it twice I want this to be truly understood the footnote is notice it's after confession and profession baptism without confession and profession you're just getting wet you have the right to be immersed baptized because of your confession of faith in Yeshua the Messiah Jesus the Christ being completely buried and resurrected unto a new life I just do want to say something here um, although I am emphasizing that baptism is by immersion and I believe that wholly because it gives the full picture of it and I think I still have a little bit more to read about that I believe it gives the whole picture of buried dead buried and resurrected now with that said if you're in an area where there's little or no water like maybe a place where there's a heavy drought and you just have like a cup of water but somebody really wants to be baptized you use that cup of water and sprinkle them that's one thing I can buy that I don't buy it in a church where you sprinkle for baptism I just don't buy it I had one of my grandkids tell me that they were told baptism means to apply no it means to immerse to fully cover Okay, so I'll get off of that and continue moving on here. Sorry, if you heard that, that was my cat scratching on furniture. In Romans 6, Paul states we are baptized unto the death, unto death, meaning that we are not only dead to our former ways, our former lifestyle, our former way of living, but they are buried. To return to them is an unthinkable for a Christian as for one to dig up the dead corpse. To continue to live in sin is like being a zombie. Your old self is dead, but you continue to live in it. And that's where I get that zombie thing, part of it. Verse 5 and 6. For if we have been united with him in death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self, our old man, our old nature was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer no longer be enslaved to sin complete Jewish Bible puts 6b like this so the entire body of sinful propensities nature might be destroyed and we might no longer be enslaved to sin our old self our old man or our old nature is in reference to the way the to the twofold nature of man the corrupt and the truly christian man conformed to the one nature of god adonai our creator jesus yeshua when we come to the saving knowledge of christ born again we crucify our old self that is our old nature it is put to death it is destroyed so that we are no longer enslaved to sin and resurrected anew in Christ Christ like nature excuse me being transformed daily into the knowledge and image 
of our Creator, that is Colossians 3, 9-10. We no longer desire to live in sin as the old nature would have us live, no longer live the lifestyle of sin. Immersion baptism is a representation of our old nature being buried and our new nature being resurrected. Verses 8-9 Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we also live with Him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will no longer die again. Death no longer has dominion over Him. And here's that thing, you know, I start off with, now if, 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 if. I'm not sure how I feel about the word if. It has that twofold purpose, which I stated earlier. If we have died with Christ, then we will live with Christ. Our old nature, old self was crucified and Christ and with Christ, and then we were resurrected. With sin not having authority over us. We walk anew in Christ, dead to sin, yet alive in Christ. Death has no authority over us. I think this verse has a twofold meaning. Spiritually, we have died, then resurrected. In a physical sense, when we die, we will go straight to be with the Lord alive. 2 Corinthians 5.8 Yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and home with the Lord. That's, that's the being dead and home with the Lord. Verse 10 for death he died, he died to sin, once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ, Jesus. Jesus the Christ, Yeshua the Messiah, died to sin, although he himself did not sin, he bore our sins. 1 Peter 2.24 He himself bore our sin in his body on the tree, that is the cross, that we might die to sin and live righteous by his wounds we have been healed. Jesus died for our sins in our stead once and for all. He said, it is finished. Meaning, our penalty for our sin has been paid in full. It is done. As it says in Romans 6, 6, we have crucified our old self, sin nature, and have been buried and resurrected anew. That is, sin has no authority over us. It is done away with. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. With the old man dead, having put off, and a new man put on with Christ, paying the penalty for our sin, we walk as a dead man, yet we are alive in Christ. Verse 12 20, and 14. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will not, excuse me, for sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under the law, you're not under the law, but under grace. The one thing that isn't redeemed as of yet when we become a follower of Christ is our body. It is sinful flesh and perishable and will remain so until the time of our physical resurrection. 
Galatians 5, 16 through 17. But I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Let me read that again. But I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the, 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 the desires of the flesh. I'm getting a little dry here. I got some water, so we'll take another sip. I'm going to start that all over. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For they are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. 1 John 2, 15-17 Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life, is not from the Father, but it is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. Whoever does the will of God abides forever. Romans 7 and something verse. For while we were living in the flesh, our sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit for death. These verses make it pretty clear that to live in the flesh and not the spirit we cannot Please God, for the flesh leads to death, but the spirit leads to life. If we live in the flesh, we are bound by the law. If we live in the spirit, we are not under the law. We are freed from legalism. Anybody that says you have to live by the law, they are living under legalism. Christ came, he fulfilled the law. That w so we would not be bound by the law. 1 Corinthians 15, 42-49 So is it with the resurrection of the dead, what is sown perishable, what is raised imperishable? It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. Thus it is written, the first Adam became a living being, the last Adam a life-giving spirit. But it is not the spiritual that is first, but the natural, and then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, a man of dust, the second man is from heaven. As with the man of dust, so also are those who are of the dust, and as is the man of heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. Just as we have borne the image of man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. I think it's pretty clear. Our body is buried imperfect and raised perfect. Be a dead man walking. The old man, the old nature crucified, buried and resurrected, a new man nature. A new man. New nature. That is being made into the knowledge and the image of our creator, Yeshua Messiah. By all accounts, we are a dead man walking. I like it and appreciate it if you'd leave comments, uh, share, share my uh, podcast. I'm getting a new camera 
the microphone here should be in Friday and I'm going to be starting to get into doing more videos also but if you, if you enjoyed this if this has been helpful in some sort or if you have any questions please leave them leave me ask questions um, if there's a particular thing you'd like to hear about particular subject in the Bible I'm more than happy to take your suggestions and uh, see what I can do with them thank you for listening share my podcast leave comments God bless <music>